0: What is up, Low Voltage Nation? We've got Pierce Smithwick from All Green Lights on the show today. I've heard so many good things about this guy, and I am so honored to have him on the show. So let's get after it. Yeah, we got Pierce Smithwick on the show today. I am so excited. His account is at All Green Lights LLC on Instagram, and I keep hearing about Pierce. On nearly a daily basis, whether it's in the DMs and Instagram or if somebody gets on the show and they say that this guy is so helpful and knows the stuff. And I am just so honored to have him on the show. And uh, I want to just jump right in and ask him, Pierce, thanks for coming on, first and foremost. And how did you get started, man? Let us know. Let us know the history of Pierce.
1: How did I get started? Wow. Um, <laughs> all right. So I have a fairly in-depth background in clinical research labs. Just bear me out, and I'll make this all tie together in a second. Yeah, and in all those labs, I always sort of did all the the IT management, if you would, because there was never anyone who did that sort of stuff. So it just sort of fell to me by default. Long story short, I cut my teeth on doing systems admin, you know, system upkeep, basic networking, that kind of stuff there. And when we came out to Pennsylvania, I don't know, 2007, I think it was. I quit the job I had at the time, all right, and my wife's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do something I've always wanted to do. I'm going to go into computers and, and go that way. And I started off helping local businesses, basically doing SMB, small business support, and it's really kind of snowballed from there. So more or less self-taught, learned everything on, you know, by doing and making a lot of mistakes. And fast forward to today, and that's where I, how I got here. So, yeah, it's, that, that was basically the genesis of everything.
0: Yeah, so you said you started out in clinical research, so you kind of have like a clinical background, or like how, how does that, how does that yeah, tie in?
1: I, so as an undergrad, I was pre-med, okay. um, went to graduate school for wildlife biology, technically is what the degree's in, but I was always working in genetics labs. So I you know, I won't get into details what we did, but I bounced around through different genetics labs and a couple of biotech startups. And like I said, in all those situations, I was sort of the guy who made all the IT stuff work, just because there was never anybody else to do it. And those were the skills that were sort of the foundation to let me say, you know what, I can actually do this and make some money doing it. Let's go help people who really need help. Like the little mom and pop shops in town who need help, mm-hmm. but they don't have any on staff. So they can call me, I'll come in, help them out, you know, and keep doing that. And that's literally where, like I said, it started there. Did a whole bunch of one-off contract stuff through Field Nation, work market, all that fun stuff that we all know about. And then got much more, te- more confident and much more confident in my abilities and started looking at a much larger scale and picked up some national clients and that's where we are today
0: that's pretty cool i, I didn't realize that you had that kind of that, that healthcare it background that's kind of where i come from so that's interesting okay yeah i, I didn't i didn't realize that um
1: okay. that's cool
0: but where so you know you're on instagram quite a bit that's where we met that's where most of us yeah. meet and uh people just talk so highly of you and it just seems like you're you're always helping out. Um, when did you get started in in like the Instagram community and like how has that benefited uh you a, a, as a IT professional in business?
1: You know, I Instagram's pretty cool. I think I got in back in 2016 or something or you know early 2017. I don't honestly remember. I can look at the an account and dig it out. But anyway, it's to me it was a place to meet other people, you know, who have similar interests and whatnot. I used to be fairly heavily involved on Facebook and some of the private it support groups there and whatnot. And I, for reason, I we'll won't get into it. just sort of called off my, my Facebook presence. This was a great way to sort of still have that community, still talk to other techs, still learn about other other capabilities and other people's skill sets. And honestly, I just, at the end of the day, I like helping people. I mean, I, for me and my clients, I like helping them as much as I can and making yeah. whatever situation we're hired to fix a much better situation at the same time on Instagram you know, just talking to guys and giving them tips or helping them out or giving them advice or even learning from other people. I've learned so much from other guys on Instagram as well. To me, it's a great little community. I mean, it's a perfect case where you can show pictures of, hey, here's what I did or here's what I screwed up. What do you guys think? And everyone, you know, chimes in, gives you feedback, and you all learn from each other. So to me, it's perfect for that.
0: Yeah, it's such a great I, – I can't say it enough. I mean, I've only been in the community for about four months now, and I can't speak any high, higher of how awesome it is to – to reach out to people like you and you know Christian Mena and then Mark Hewitt from I Got Secure, all these people yeah. like have helped me and, and Mick Andrews in Melbourne, Australia, doing copper fault finding. Like all these guys, are are so helpful and you know it's just it's really cool to be part of the community. So yeah, it's a it's yeah a, it's
1: a really cool thing, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm a part of it. I'm glad you're here. I am too. It's I it's cool sort of seeing what everybody's up to, following along, you know, chiming in and learning what they're doing and how I can integrate that into what I do or yeah. sharing but I, I haven't let the other guys learn. Yeah. I mean, I, it's perfect.
0: For that. Yeah. We, we definitely level up, you know, it's, it's either you're posting something to showcase your work and how good you did like a data closet or, you know, put the girl on all nice and neat and everything. Or you're like, <laughs> you're like, Hey man, look at this other guy. You know, you don't want to be that other guy that does, the, <laughs> that does the data closet wrong. And, and then you're on Instagram. So it's kind of like, no, but I
1: mean, we, we see it all the time. I know. It's so any, bad. Okay, great. Who he was here before me. What were they thinking? You know, and, <laughs> yeah. You're hired to either fix it or you know improve it or add something to it. So yeah. you might as well do the best you can while you're there. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a cool. Yeah, we definitely level up and help each other get better. That's a for big sure, thing. Sure. There, there, was this account that I uh, I reached out to a couple of days ago. Um, CBS Tech NY. So it's CBS Tech New York, and I, and uh, I wanted to get them on the podcast, and they said that they knew you. They said, oh, man, I love all green lights. And like, I don't know if you've seen their work. You should definitely look it up. But they have some pretty slick cable, management. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about?
1: <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They do, I mean, I've never met the guy. I know him through Instagram. Like yeah. Everybody else does. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was always showcasing sort of the control center, the control room, at CBS. Yeah. And, I mean, look at his account. Jesus, the work is gorgeous. It's amazing <laughs> yes, I know.
0: I, uh, I screenshotted it and sent my mom. I was like, you got to
1: look at this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's something to aspire to, for sure. Yeah, it's
0: just so funny because, like, oh, yeah, I know all green lights. I know. I know. Everybody knows them. i got to get them on the show.
1: <laughs> it's funny. Well, I mean, hell, we all – you can talk to half a dozen guys on Instagram, and everybody knows of each other yeah. or is aware of each other. Yeah. I know somebody who knows me. Yeah. And, pretty- I mean, I follow, I don't know, 500 or 600 people, and it's cool to see what everybody's up to. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, so um, I'm really kind of curious as to what your – you said your superpower is is flexibility, but I kind of want to take a step back and, like, understand – because you do a lot of structured cabling, and looks like you do some network engineering stuff. What is, like, your – what is your core competency around, you know, networking and structured cabling?
1: You know, honestly, Algreen Lights right now is purely a structured cabling company. I mean, we can – if people want us to do systems administration or network engineering, we have the capability to do that. But typically what we do is we come in, we build a site out to our client specs and then hand it off to their internal IT team, you know, on Monday or whatever the cut-off day is, and they take it over. So we basically are given specs, someone says, we want this deliverable, can you, can you build that for us? Sure, we'll do exactly what you want it. And that's typically what we do. I do, the guys I work with, so there's another, another group I work with a lot, um, All IT USA out of Wisconsin. It's Chris Tiffany's group. They do damn near everything. They do VOIP. They resell VOIP. They do systems admin. They do structure cabling. They do basic help desk support the whole kit and caboodle, basically. We're not quite that big of an operation. I mean, Chris has a ton of employees and he's all over the board and does great work. I'm essentially a one-man operation. I have a lot of contractors I work with and we do a lot of work together with other people around the country. But at the end of the day, we get in, we build it, we and we step out. We don't do any gotcha like on board support after the installation's over with. Yeah. So we don't do a whole number of systems administration or network engineering past just getting them up and running and ready to go.
0: That's good. Yeah. Sometimes that whole side of the the, the department or the house can be quite challenging just providing support to those yeah. customers. You know, I, I do I do structured cabling and network engineering for the company I work for and it's it's too much okay. to be honest. Um We just get i get so many service calls like somebody's wi-fi is down at a residential area meanwhile i have to go to chattanooga and do uh an apartment complex like the structured cabling for it it's just too much so i I would really like to be in a position where you are where you're just kind of honing in on one core competency so that's good to know well
1: i mean for me for me it became an issue of i can do this i can do it well i can show the guys how to do it so that the deliverable you know looks acceptable and the profit margins and everything else are really good there. And it's an easy space to operate in. It's not hard to get started. It just, it works. And then our the schedule I have where I travel for a bit, you know, more with different clients around the country, it, it just makes sense to do it that way versus always being on call or on support. Because like you said, the wiFi's is down or we can't access this printer or whatever the issue is. That to me is just, that's, that's time suck work. And I don't yes. like getting bogged down. At stuff.
0: Yep. Yep. So um, uh, flexibility, uh, that's your superpower. Tell me more about that.
1: So, yeah, I mean, you could look at that a bunch of different ways. <laughs> to me, at the end of the day, it's not letting hiccups on the job delay stuff or delay progress. I mean, whether it be there's an issue of materials or there's a scheduling issue or the last minute, you know, a client's like, oh, we want all this stuff added over there <laughs> and we haven't put cable to it yet. Fine, yeah. we'll get the cables and we'll make it work. Yeah, It's that kind of flexibility that where I see other guys, literally sort of come to a standstill. like, oh, we can't do our job because we don't have our patch panels. Or we yeah, don't have yeah. this. We don't have that. That's no reason not to get the work done. I mean, there's ways to work around that and solve that. And I think for me, it's understanding how to be flexible and not get flustered and manage the job no matter what happens is kind of a, it's a great skill to have. So, like I said, I've seen plenty of guys who some sort of a surprise comes along and it stops everything to a yep. halt. And that's not a operate. You know, you just can't do that. You got to keep being productive and keep doing getting the work done.
0: It, it is a very coveted skill set. You know, like you said, there's I see so many technicians just kind of give up. They're like, you know what, I can't do it. You know, they'll, they'll take notes yeah. and leave the job. I was like, you got to adapt and overcome sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, I'm guilty yeah, of dude, it too. To yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely a good thing to have. So uh, what does your um, – we kind of talked about it a little bit. What does your day-to-day look like? You know, what are you doing each day?
1: I mean, it honestly depends on where I am what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'm on a job site or, you know, out traveling for a job site. It could be anything from making sure the guys are up and ready and, we're, you know, everyone's on point or fetching, you know, materials because we're – something didn't deliver, so we've got to source it locally to, you know, being there doing the work. We tend to work at night um, or after the site's closed, you know, say 5, 6 or whatever So early morning hours. Um, so it's managing that and overseeing that making sure everything's going smoothly. If I'm not traveling, it's lining up logistics, making sure all the materials are ordered, making sure all the hotels are booked, making sure all the cars are, I mean, it's all that sort of silly logistical stuff that you just have to do to make things work. Um, beyond that, it's, you know, just the day-to-day stuff back home to keep the operations afloat, so to speak. The promise I always make to my kids and to my wife is when I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. And I try to be that, you know, 100%. But there's, you know, there's stuff you got to do sometimes. You just got to take care of it because it's business. But I try to do that around the kids or around my wife so it doesn't interfere with being present for them when they're here or they're awake. You know, so I'll stay up late and work. I'll get up early and work, whatever works for them.
0: Yeah, Yeah. You're a one man show, man. That sounds like a lot to juggle, to be
1: honest. You know, it can be, but at the same time, you sort of develop, um, systems or ways to do things mm-hmm. or you understand you know this is i get in sort of a groove or workflow if you will and so i know that on mondays if i'm home i'm doing this tuesday i'm doing this by thursday i gotta have all this stuff lined up because i'm flying on a plane that morning to take off for a couple of days you know my typical schedule is i fly out thursday i'm back monday midday or monday night and so it just um it's all managing that but it's also trying to be 100 percent present when i'm home as well because the reason we work so hard, the reason we do what we do, is for family. And to me, family is first and foremost. And if I'm not here for them when I'm here, what's the point? You know?
0: Yep. Amen. Story in the field. So you've got a few of these stories. <laughs> you got, I got, you got two inches, shotgun, and crackheads. I would like to hear about all three of those if you have time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got time. Um, I mean, they all are yeah they're, they're interesting um <laughs> let's go in sequence then or chronological sequence the shotgun will be first actually okay this was early on when i started doing field calls you know you're getting stuff routed through one forest or field nation what have you And i got sent out to the middle of nowhere to basically i think it was add a phone extension to this house and i show up and it's a trailer I, yeah it was a trailer you go to the front door knock on the front door and I'm greeted by a gentleman who is shirtless. He's a big man. He's probably 6'6". Six, six, and he greets me with a shotgun. Oh, my God. I'm in chest. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, sir. My, his wife's in the background. She's like, don't mind him. He's just really frustrated with the last four technicians that have been out here. Oh my I'm like, gosh. hmm. There's four guys before me, and he's meeting me with a shotgun. So we walk in, and he you know, tells me to sit down at the table, and he puts the shotgun right down in front of us. And he's like, here's what I want to happen. And I was like, all right, let me see what I can do. And... When I went in the crawl space underneath to find, you know, how to extend all this, I realized it was never gonna happen because it was basically um I mean there was cat three spliced into cat five, spliced in speaker cable, spliced oh, into god name. knows what. All strung out this place and there was no way to do it. Was wow. Yeah. So I went back up, yeah, and I was like, I didn't want to bear bad news, but I'm like, look, if all you want is an extension over there so you can do whatever you need to do, let's just go buy you a cordless phone. And the look on his face was like, I, he'd never heard of that. And I had to explain to him what a cordless phone was. He's like, they make those? I'm like, I'll tell you what. Oh my gosh. Give me an hour. I'll run to Walmart. I'll buy you one. I'll bring it back. I'll hook it up and you'll be 100% good to go. That gentleman was so happy it was all said and done. It wasn't even funny. His <laughs> wife was like, literally in cartwheels in the background. She's like, I can't believe you were able to fix our problem. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's that all it was. So I was out of there without any issue. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just run into the darnest thing some days. So, anyway. Um, two inches. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so one of my first travel jobs, it, God, I, I'm not going to get the backstory. I got on site. It was supposed to be three or four days. It wound up being like six or seven because no one had any information on the site. We went in hundred percent blind and it was just a nightmare. Recabled, get all the new stuff installed, all set up. The two inches comes from, they had, I think five or six exam rooms. And in each exam room I had to put up, a wall mount that was like an arm for the monitor and arm for the keyboard the mouse and so basically all three all the rooms were identical i put the mouse in the exact same spot in every single room and the last day i'm there I'm, I'm walking through with the doctor and i was like okay here's how the exam played out here's how you use everything there and she just stopped for a minute she said you know what um i appreciate what you did but the feng shui is completely off in the rooms now oh no can you move everything to the right <laughs> wow and I really went, you honestly need me to move it two inches to the right. She's like, yeah, I, I can't work in these rooms the way it's set up. Wow. So I called the project manager, and I was like, hey, you know, here's what they're asking me to do. Is is this legit? Do you want me to stay? He's like, at this point, just make them happy and get the hell out of there. So stay the night, move them, and carry on. Wow. And that was honestly, I know, you, I, I know I'm shaking my head, you know, telling the story to you. Honestly, that was probably the thing that kicked off me thinking about, you know what? Just be flexible and roll with stuff because God knows you n- never know what's going to come next or what's going to surprise you. And if I'd gotten upset about that, it could have just been ugly because yeah. I, you know, I was tired. I was exhausted. I didn't want to hear. <laughs> I had to stay another minute, but it's what you do. The
0: feng shui. So, yeah, that that <laughs> what's that? I said the feng shui was off. How dare yeah, you?
1: Yeah, I mean, she was dead serious. I was like, okay, I will move everything two inches to the right. And of course the next day she was like, they're perfect. This is exactly what I needed.
0: Oh, there you just go. Like, all right. cool. You made, yeah. them,
1: made them happy. <laughs> go ahead.
0: No, I, I said you you made them happy. Good job.
1: Right. I made them happy. But it's one of the things, even to this day, I think back, I'm like, I don't know how that mattered. But I guess for some people, that kind of stuff really does set them off. And it really does yeah. you know, matter. But I'm just glad we found a solution that worked for everybody. Um, crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> so this was... This was a site, I think, in Colorado, if I remember. And it was a pretty good-sized site, a veterinary hospital, that I was doing. I was working overnight by myself. And vet hospitals, I mean, they have some drugs. They don't have anything that's crazy valuable in there other than maybe Ketamine. Anyway, I'm working, and this this building has tons and tons of windows all the way around it. And I walked around a corner, and there's a head at the end of the hallway looking through the window at the end of the hallway. I was like, what the? And I sort of stopped and ducked into the side room. I looked around at another window and there's another person over there looking through that window. <laughs> and I found a couple other windows. Looked around. There must've been five or six people looking through the windows of this building. And I'm there entirely by myself. You know, everything's locked up, thank God, but I'm there by myself. And there's five people, maybe six casing the building, like looking for a way to get in possibly. So I, you Know, called the cops immediately and they showed up, and of course, it was too late, they were long gone. But the cops, like, oh, yeah, this that's I'm sure that's what it was. We've got people breaking all the time in buildings looking for money or <laughs> yeah. drugs or whatever they can find. Yeah. Like, awesome, that's just what I want to hear you tell me is that that was completely normal. <laughs> so, yeah, the next two nights I had made sure the managers who were there as project managers, you know, hung out over there and I wasn't completely by myself, to, yeah, you know, for the, for the project. But yeah, it's you just see stuff like that, and you just, I mean, I feel. I feel bad for those folks who feel that that's they have to do that. But at the same time, I'm just like, just let me get my job done and get out of here. Please. Yeah. I don't want anyone to get in trouble.
0: Uh, yeah. That's the thing. You get to go to a lot of cool, interesting places. But at the same time, you you run the risk of going to those types of situations. So there's kind of yeah. a-, <laughs> it's a give and take. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad, but I, one of the first questions I ask when I go survey a new site is, you know, what's the crime like around here? Yeah. Because I just want to know. Like, am, I, am I in a place I need to be on my toes, or can I be somewhat lax and not worry about it too bad? Yeah. So, yeah, I've done, yeah you, you never know.
0: Yeah, I've done work in downtown Baltimore before, so that was probably the worst.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know the drill, then. You've, no. been, you've been there.
0: Oh, yeah. I've some several,
1: several in Detroit where... And I love Detroit, great city. But several places, I was like, "Man, what have I got myself into down here?" Yeah, because it just doesn't feel right at all. No, you can just feel it. Yeah, you just exactly you feel it.
0: Yeah. So Pierce, what Mm -hmm. uh, what you got going on uh, for the micro, middle, macro? What uh, what do you got going on for the next five days, five months, and five years?
1: Oh man, you're digging deep. Um, The next five days, I'm just making sure everything's lined up for the next two trips out to Utah and Minnesota. Mm, So the logistics for those, the middle, which you said is what five months out.
0: Yeah. And it's like near,
1: near, near term. Okay. Um, I'll be honest. I'm looking at expanding to an extent and getting more guys sort of in the stables, if you will, as either contractors or possibly looking to bring some people on as, you know, employees. Maybe I don't, that's something I struggle with a lot is, you know, the whole contractor versus employee thing, but I need talented guys. I can, I can count on and we're growing as much as we are that, you know, even with my collaboration with the guys from all it USA, there's still some weeks where it's like, God, we don't have enough coverage to cover all this. So it's, uh, it's a lot of strategy planning, trying to figure out the best way for me to move things forward, if you will. Yep. Um, for the macro, honestly, I love travel and I love doing what I do and I love seeing all different parts of the country in all different kinds of sites. But I think what I would love to do is find a way to get things much more concentrated around home. Yep. Which is central Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, we've got a great setup here. My wife has a great job at the university. The kids are in school here, and I love it here. But I, I mean, travel—it gets not that it gets old, but it'd be nice to not have so much travel. And if I could develop more of a client base locally. I'd, I would like to look into trying to do that. So that's sort of like the long-term five-year how do we get from where we are now, which is busy, but busy nationwide to being busy locally.
0: Yeah. So is, there, is there enough business locally to, to kind of that's go in what, that direction?
1: I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of development and building being done around here, primarily around the university.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I
1: know who the main players are in the area. I mean, I know who the competition is, quote-unquote, if you have would be. I don't think it's a saturated market. I think it's a market where I could come into it and make a mark and still get plenty of business and not necessarily shut other people out or have it become an issue where, you know, we're fighting for the next contract or what have you. Yeah. But I just haven't taken the time to really dig into that market to look at it. I mean, I've done, I've done enough work locally to understand who the good developers are and who the people you want to talk to are. And I've got enough contacts for referrals where, you know, if people knew I was serious about working locally, they could start telling their friends, oh, he's back in town. He's, he's here working locally. I think we could do it. I just haven't made the effort to chase down that bucket of business, if you will.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you're looking for any more work, there's plenty in Middle Tennessee, especially in Nashville. It, it's completely blowing sure, up right now.
1: <laughs> I know this is, this is your interview for me, but I'm curious. I mean, what, how, how much is the growth of it down there? It sounds like it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's uh, there's cranes. If you look on, I think there's like a crane map that somebody made, and there's just like hundreds of cranes within just a couple mile radius. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. And I I live downtown, so I'm just surrounded by all this development. Tons of low voltage stuff going in. You know, there's tons of construction. If if you don't have a job in Nashville, you don't want to work. Like the unemployment rate is like negative percent. (laughs) <laughs> for like technology wow. people, you know, it, it has to be because we can't get enough technicians <laughs> and people to fill these these jobs.
1: So what's the what's the driving the employment down there? What's the big industry?
0: I would say that healthcare and technology are pretty big drivers. I mean, there's a there's a lot of tourism. So there's a lot of money being poured in from tourism. And we got some pro sports okay. stuff going on. But I would venture to say and there's some universities here, too, you know, like Vanderbilt, Belmont. Lip scum uh, there's, there's a handful and uh yeah. and there, there's just a lot of 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 IT a lot of information technology companies and a, and a lot of healthcare and a lot of hospitals so yeah. that'll do it yeah that'll do it, it, it we'll oh. do it yeah healthcare IT professionals rejoice there's jobs oh <laughs> and Amazon like a, about a half mile from where i live Amazon is building one of their massive headquarters and bringing in like 6000 oh, jobs like a half mile from my bedroom it's crazy <laughs>
1: that is crazy yeah well at should you get your, 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 your deliveries fast how about that
0: well yeah i get them same day uh there's already a hub about 20 miles away and then there's gonna be <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy. i get it same day i'll order, order a usb cable and a, and a gallon of milk and i'll get it like in a couple hours
1: <laughs> that's frightening I mean, That is really frightening but
0: <laughs> it, it well, kind of is movie. man
1: <laughs> wow okay
0: Yep. Um let's see what's uh, what else we got. Oh yeah, the uh the everyday carry. I love this question because I get to hear about the tools of the trade. What um what's your everyday carry?
1: The tool that's always on my side and that I always have are my scissors or shears. They're made by that German company Knipex. Knipex. Yep. Um I love them. I mean a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're too big, they're too bulky." <laughs> da, 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 yeah. da. You know, but if you you know, you pull a dozen technicians, everyone's going to have a favorite scissor that's Probably different than the next guy. I yeah. Mean, some people love Klein. Some people love flutes. Some people love Gardner Bender. Some people love, you know, the basic. What is it? Commercial electric or or ones you get. Yeah. I just these just work for me. They're, yeah. they're stupid sharp. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can you know strip a cable in seconds with one, and I never have an issue manipulating them. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I don't like about them is you know if you know the Klein scissors, the yellow ones, that whole free fall thing where you can sort of just drop them down, and hang them on a finger. Yeah. I can't do that with these, and that's the only trade-off. But um, you learn how to work around that if it's you know a critical thing you're doing. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the one that's always with me. They're always on my side. Yeah. I, I use the
0: south wires, and I get made fun of because every every technician that I work with they use cutters, and they always make
1: fun of me for using scissors. So screw them. I've never understood <laughs> the whole cutter thing. I don't. I don't get that. Well, I think scissors are definitely the way you to go, You can do if you're good with them, you can do everything with them. You know, yeah. there's you shouldn't there's not There's no task you can't do with scissors if you practice and you know how to use yeah, it, so
0: yeah the Kleins the yeah. I was telling you like they don't fit my thumbs, my thumb gets caught in it, and yeah I uh when I bought it from Home Depot, I pulled it out of the package waiting in line, and I dropped it on the floor Ooh. and I cracked the tip off of it, like I didn't even get to use them <laughs> so
1: I've never heard of them that's crazy, yeah,
0: I don't use the Kleins well, I mean- anymore. <laughs>
1: Well, like I said, I mean, everybody has their favorite. I've gone yeah. back and forth between the Clines and those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the last pair I had, I gave to Jason Rader because he lost the pair he had. Yeah. And I've been using Clines, but I was like, you know what? I want to go back to those. So I just I actually just ordered a pair the other day from uh, KC Tool, and they should be here, you know, tomorrow or Tuesday. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. Those are my things.
0: Yeah, I might send you a pair of the South wires and, and let me know what you think of those. <laughs> I can get them on Amazon <laughs> pretty cheap.
1: Fair <laughs> <enough. laughs> We're we'll all converting each other.
0: Yeah. Use my tools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Cool, man. What um we talked about this a little bit. Uh, you know, the challenge and solution, and we, we you couldn't really think of anything because like every day is a challenge, and it's just kind of like par for the course. So I don't yeah. know if you wanted to expand upon that or like what what are your thoughts on challenge and solution?
1: I you know from a generic sense to me, it's it's going into a job. Like let's take it from looking at a site as a potential from a survey standpoint, because every, the minute you walk in the door, you're looking around and you're like, God, what challenges do I have here? Yeah. How is this going to play out? The way I approach that is let's go through, make a note of everything that sort of is a challenge or things that we have to tackle to either complete the install or deliver whatever it is the client's after. You know, if they want new phones or they want something moved or whatever it is. To me, it's, being open to minded enough and knowing um, what different resources we have, be it materials or methods or what have you to actually accomplish that. I mean, a case in point, I'm doing a site uh, two weeks in Minnesota and I surveyed it last week and I walked in and I literally, when I saw the phone system, I just wanted to cry. <laughs> and well, no, it was just, it was a nightmare. It was yeah. an absolute nightmare. And I looked at it cause you're like, all right, we want everything out of the basement to the upper floor. And I know they're gonna get a new phone system within eight months, but for the time being, I gotta figure out how to make what they have work. So, you know, in my head, I'm sitting there drafting a whole solution of how to extend everything up the main floor easily and functionally so that it doesn't, there's no downtime for them when we cut them over and it actually works as designed and it's logical so that, because I doubt I'll be the guy who's back there to install a new phone system. Yeah. So to me, the solution is to say, okay, Let's make it work temporarily for eight months, but let's make it utterly foolproof so that when the new guy comes in to install the phone system, A, he doesn't muck it up, and B, he doesn't, he, he's not caught off guard. So I'll label the daylight out of that thing so that there's no confusion about what's what, where any drops are going, or you know what the feeds are coming in from the telco, so that it's just about as simple as it can be. Um, what I'm always thinking about as a roundabout way to answer your question is how can I make it easier for the guy behind me or the girl behind me who's coming in to do yep. work yep. when we're not there? I like it. And if I can if I can come up with a solution that makes their job easier, then I think I've done my job. Because the, the worst thing is, and I mean, you know this is a tech and an installer. You walk on a site and nothing's labeled or nothing makes oh any sense or, just, you yep. know, a rat's net. That's, we all hate that. And all it takes is a little bit of planning and a little bit of forethought and that never has to happen. But you know a lot of guys don't care they just want to get in and get out so
0: yeah, yeah that, that's a big thing for me i, I i'm a am pretty hard on you know technicians to take notes and uh, especially in like in sharepoint like spread just a spreadsheet would suffice you know to write down yep. ip addresses cable drop numbers all that but just to take the time yep. take the extra 15 minutes to to put, break out the label maker you know and, and get everything all worked up for the right. next person <laughs> it's so important
1: yeah i mean so like when we go through and we certify a site you know that report from the fluke i upload that to the client nice. Everything's yeah. on, this goes from here to there here's the test results so there's never confusion about well hey that drop doesn't work yeah it does we tested it, yeah and it's certified it.
0: and tested yeah that's important too yeah,
1: That kind of stuff. you just those are the things you just do because it makes everyone's job easier it holds everyone accountable for the work they delivered and it just makes an overall better product at the end of the day
0: yeah i'm actually glad you mentioned that because when when i was hiring structured cable people to to do you know builds and i would always ask you know tone test and, and certify you know if it was existing or if it was new i'd be like i want the certification for it so i'm glad that you brought that yeah. up and and like i know i now know that you do that kind of work so i kind of put puts you know you in the bucket of like hey reach out to pierce if you need the job done right <laughs> yeah I mean,
1: I mean it's funny i so I broke down and I finally bought a fluke yep. um, a couple of months ago. I mean, up until then, I would either used like a JDSU, a JDSU validator or something else. I mean, it gives you a, a validation result, yeah, but it wasn't necessarily a full-blown certification result. And if I had to use full-blown certification, I'd rent one. Yeah, I got you. But I found, you know what? We're getting big enough and we're busy enough. It's just, it ups our game, improves our image, and it gives us another tool to actually have one in our arsenal. And it, honestly, I know they're expensive as all hell but it's one of the best investments we've ever yeah. made. Yeah.
0: It's, Absolutely. It's,
1: it's foolproof, and it shows total accountability at the end of the day that what you delivered is what's actually there. So, so
0: I'm gonna, yeah, I think they're great. Yeah, I'm going to throw in one more kind of little segment, and this kind of goes in line with what we're talking about during the pregame about getting on the Instagram community and, and, and helping people. Like, that. That's, kinda, yeah. that's your game. That's how you got started on there as, as far as – you told me and uh that's kind of how i'm starting out is is to help people is there any like any other advice that you would kind of give somebody to be successful like like you have been uh on the instagram game or in the field is there like one piece of like critical advice that you could probably
1: uh, give to somebody
0: um i
1: think in the field it kind of goes back to the whole superpower thing i mean be flexible Mm -hmm. and if i mean flexible in terms of Let's adjust to challenges that come up on the job or, or, you know, issues that arise in scheduling or whatever the thing is. Flexibility there. Flexibility when you're working with the client or the person who's hired you or even your coworkers to be like, you know what? I want it, you know, you see it being happening in a certain way, but they have a totally different envision. So be flexible enough to realize, okay, maybe we can meet in the middle or maybe your way is, you know, if that's what, really what y'all want, that's what I'm going to deliver, even yeah. though it's maybe not what I think dead on the money or, or what i would do if that's what you're paying me deliver that's what you'll get you know that it's that kind of flexibility there i think for instagram just be interactive i mean i i know i post a lot of stuff that, show, that talks about the work you're doing and that kind of stuff but i follow a fair bit of people you know and i'm always i'll give them feedback or i'll chime in or say you know what you know great job or whatever it is or I, ask questions the main thing I do, which I think a lot of people don't do is when you get asked questions, respond. <laughs>
0: yeah, There's like that. I'll
1: take time at night or on a Sunday afternoon. I may not respond immediately, but I'll sit down and just call through, yep. you know, the last couple of days post I did and answer everyone's questions yep. to make sure I'm not like leaving anybody hanging. Cause some of the questions I get, I mean, some of them are kind of crazy. Like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? But some of them are actually really well thought questions that are legit. And I'm like, yep. you know what? That's a really good question. Here's my take on that. Here's what yep. I would have done. Or here's what I would, look at it from this point of view. And I've done that to several other people. and not even necessarily in the low voltage industry. I've done it to some electricians, I've done it to some guys who do drywall work just so I can get a better feel for what it is they're doing so that I can do my job better. You know, cause especially on a, on a new construction, there's so many different trades walking yep. around and if oh, you yeah. don't understand what everyone's trying to accomplish or understand what they're thinking about their job, it just it slows everybody else down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That's actually really good advice uh, in terms of the all all trades on on the on the job site. Just understanding and kind of being cognizant, you know, and being respectful of them, and really knowing like yeah. how all the moving parts kind of go together, and be a little more fluid, and work around people, and knowing the sheetrock goes up, and that's you know you're too late. Now you're doing a retrofit, you know. So it's just just knowing yeah, all yeah. those moving parts.
1: I mean, the vast the well, kid, you the vast majority of the work we do is retrofits. I mean, we get hired yeah. to come in and, and take. An existing site, gut it, redo it, hand it back. Yeah. But when we are on new construction, I mean, the first thing I do is make sure that I know who the GC is, yep. they know who we are, and we all understand each other's goals and sort of what the schedule is for, the, you know, five, six, seven days we're going to be on site. So that if the flooring guys need to come in and lay tile, we're not going to be in their way and they're not going to be in our way <laughs> or whatever the issue is. Yes. You know, because that's my thing. We're like, oh crap, I can't work today because there's tile, what tile everywhere shit you know we didn't plan that out Oops. i
0: know so yeah. I <laughs> oh no you, you you can cuss it's fine i don't okay. give a shit
1: <laughs> but <laughs> there's, yeah, there,
0: there's been so many times when i i get on a plane and i go to the site and like you said the tile guys the flooring guys are doing their stuff there's glue everywhere and i can't mm. do my job i'm like
1: no yeah, I'm not, I'm not stuck for three days or whatever it is <laughs> you know what i'm gonna
0: do so. <laughs> go hang out downtown yeah, baltimore <laughs>
1: It needs to know the GC and be on their good side, and just understand what their schedule is going to be, as well as what the other trades are going to try to accomplish. Because otherwise, it can just be a nightmare. It can you know, be—you're on top of each other, and crawling around, and it just
0: doesn't work. Yep, it's good advice. Cool. Well, Pierce, how can how can we help you? Or what uh, what platforms are you on? Or is there is there anything you, you want to promote
1: or shout out? Oh. <laughs> That's a lot of questions. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I know it's funny. I am pretty much only on Instagram, although it's funny. I, I know you follow Gary v Yeah, yeah. And I follow him a fair bit too. And it's interesting. He's really pushing people being on TikTok these days. <laughs> yeah. And what's well, funny because I was like, all right, what, what's this all about? Like one of my one of my kids on TikTok has yeah. got a bazillion followers. Yeah. Oh, he actually makes money on TikTok, which I'm still scratching my head about this. Interesting. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's like, yeah, I just made like four hundred dollars last night. I'm like, doing what? He's like, we were just live streaming. People are donating money to us. I'm like, what? okay, okay. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But anyway, from our standpoint as professionals, you know what we do. I looked at TikTok just to see, and there's you know, I don't know a half dozen guys in there who're talking about electrical work, or you know maybe one or two guys talking about low voltage work. I don't see the the tie-in for what we do necessarily because it's you know you're talking about a short video platform and you can't really get that much depth or into stuff, if you will. Right. For me, I think Instagram is kind of where it is right now because a, you can, you can do pictures, you can do videos, you can do Instagram TV and really do long, pardon me, videos if you want to. But there's also a pretty huge base guys that do level of work there. It's yep. easy to hook up with each other and yep. talk about stuff, and, you know, pass ideas around. And I'll be honest, I've had several people approach me and be like, Hey, we'd like to hire you. To do our hotel, or do our law firm, or do what have you, I can't say they've all panned out, but there's definitely been interest because people see the work we do there. And I'm not yep. looking to advertise to get clients per se. Gotcha. But it's interesting that people see it and are like, "Oh, let's see if we can approach them and see if they'd be interested in talking on our project." And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm happy to talk to anybody who reaches out. It's just for me, it's a question of time and schedule if I can make it work. You know, to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But to answer your question about how can what can y'all do to help me, I. You've, <laughs> I'm good at the moment. I mean, yep. I, I enjoy the podcast and if you guys can keep growing your user base and keep getting, you know, really solid guys on the interview, I'm just happy to say I was part of that. And, you know, I'm sort of in your archives, if you will, just someone to go listen to way back. Yep, so.
0: that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And in terms of TikTok. Tick- cool, yeah. yeah, in terms of TikTok, I, I just got on that recently, probably probably because Gary V told me to do it. And uh yeah. what I've been doing, I just do random stuff about information security and I download the TikTok video and then upload it to Facebook stories. I'm just testing right now. I still don't see the yeah. the advantage of it, except it's another platform you get to get exposure on. So I'm trying to make that right. work somehow. <laughs>
1: Well, I think, I mean, I think Gary's take on it is interesting. Like you're selling shoes like he does. or Yeah. Yeah. A massive content thing, or you've got some tangible sort of thing that people just want to buy. Yeah. I can see it being a good platform for that. Not only because it's, it's accessible, but you're also tapping into, you know, as much as people don't want to spin it this way, it is a generational thing. I don't see many people, I mean, I'm late forties. I don't see many people my age on TikTok necessarily. <laughs> right. It's a definitely a younger person's game. <laughs> right. But if you are a Gary Vee who's trying to sell shoes, if you yeah. can get that hook into really as consumers, hell, it's a great platform for that. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I can totally see his approach to that. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think Facebook, there's still some traction on Facebook. I just, to me, it's, it's getting to be so sort of overwhelming in terms of all the just stuff about politics or advertising or anything else. I'm like, is, is it really worth it anymore? Because to me, like, the value there is the private groups. Yeah. But you're not going to gain anything in terms of, Business exposure advertising that way. You might find talent, like if you need to hire people. Yeah. But you're not gonna gain the clients that way. You know. Well and I don't yeah. think that's we do.
0: It, it's the aver- it yeah, it's the advertising mechanism that drives Instagram as well. So like all that demographic data, psychographic data gets kind of poured in between both platforms. So if you advertise on one mm-hmm. or the other, it kind of blends in, but in terms of okay. the, the community that we that we're targeting, you know, it's just it's not as good. At least I haven't found it to be nearly as good as Instagram.
1: Yeah, I, Instagram for me right now is where it's at. So yep. to, cool. to answer that, I'm good. I just want to say, be a part of you know the following you've got, and be a part of the Lobos Nation, if you will. Yep, and you know, keep helping people and keep learning from other people. So That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah. Pierce, I mean, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your, uh, your Sunday and getting on the show. It's, it's been really, really fun getting to know you and, uh, and, uh, we'll definitely, we'll be in touch on Instagram, just kind of going back and forth and just keep getting after it.
1: Yeah. And if you want to do it again at some point and you know, check in six months or a year down, I'm happy to do it again. That'd be awesome, man.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate it, man. So, uh, all right. Take care, man. You too. man what an amazing show with pierce i'm so glad that he came on and y'all just keep checking out the stuff that we got going on we've got linkedin facebook twitter instagram got some tiktok stuff uh youtube and LowVoltageNation.com. and i really appreciate everybody chipping in to help up with the community especially on instagram and y'all just remember you my friends are low voltage nation thank you so much